Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome back to, to the, the Get Up Podcast. Yes, sir. We back. We back at it. I know it's been a minute. You know, it has been a minute. It's basically one month time. It's been a month? Every time. Yeah, it's only been one month. No, bro. Only been one month. Yo, only been one month is crazy. Only been one month is crazy. One month is nuts. But you know what's important, bro? All right. We got to give ourselves grace here because... You said this, most podcasts fail after episode six. Big facts. And this would be episode seven. Hey, the perfect number. Come on. And the thing is, the truth is we actually recorded episode seven and it got corrupted. It got deleted, bro. I'm so sad. And when I tell y'all. There was so much juice. It was a lot. It was a lot of stuff. And knowledge. And here was the crazy part. The crazy part. It's that we can't even remember what it was. Bro, this is... I'm going to tell you all something. spontaneous. Like, it all came out. You need to write things down. When God tells you something, please, please. Yeah, because then, you know, your files get corrupted and then you forgot. Write it down. <laughs> you forgot what happened. Well, you know how much wisdom that the world is probably missing and lacking because we didn't write it down, bro? Yes, sir. So, anyway, the important thing is we're back. Yeah. And, and the algorithm and statistics and all that crap can say one thing, but we're back at it. Mm. So we know God called us to do this. So yeah. we're just going to be obedient and just go get it. Right. So to say that. So what are we what are we talking about? So. OK, that's a good. Yeah, that's a That is a great question. What are we talking about today? I mean, I don't um, know. Where, where do you want to go? We can really go anywhere. We showed up. Um, all right. I don't know. This is what's been on my heart, and I was telling you this earlier. It's just because mm-hmm. this is what's been on my mind yeah. all week, and it's honesty. Okay. Vulnerability. Okay. And an honor. Okay. But um, I could also talk about love and patience and grace. So, you know. Well, that's where I'm at. I'm just, just past uh, two... Two and a half weeks has been us teaching on um, what is love, um, mm. what is the will of God, what is, like, how do you know you're of God, um, all that stuff, yeah, so, like, love, um, oh, we, we, we've been touching on worship and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I we were, we were talking about this before, it's how, like, sometimes we, we think that we're on different pages, but in reality, we're all on the same like all God's things are on the same page, right? Um, so whether it's love, you know, honor is in there, and you know the the root of all things from the Lord is love. So, you know, no matter where we go, you know, we can really get connected with that. Mm. So, talk to me about that honor thing. Like, what do you, what do you, what are you learning about what are you honor? Reading. All right. So this is me being vulnerable. And um, taking off the layers right now. So, plainly, I'll say this. So, this is this is what started it. This is what, like, really kicked it off. Mm-hmm. Um, this was an interesting weekend for me. Yeah. Because, uh, what, what happened? I'm trying to move back. Uh-oh. Oh, you, okay. You need <laughs> some okay, hey. Anyways. Yeah, we live, y'all. Yeah, it was, um, it was an interesting weekend for me because, 
I I feel like I made some bad choices and like I didn't really I didn't honor my wife in the way that I should have. Okay. And without without giving too much details, I guess. So on on Sunday I was in a situation where I made the wrong choice and I had already received so much grace from Kim. Mm-hmm. She was just just loving on me and being patient with me. And we ended up going to uh, one of my family members had passed away, so we ended up going to the funeral and that was beautiful and all. When we get home, questions arise about stuff that had happened earlier and I lied to her. Mm-hmm. I lied to her multiple times. Okay. But she already knew the truth. <laughs> oh man, that's and it really hurt her that you attempted to lie, right? Because she wasn't upset about the thing; she was already o- over it. She was okay, you know. It's like mm-hmm. something she just wanted to like hear from you. Exactly, she just wanted me to just be there and straightforward with her. And like, it's like she asked me, "How can we do this if?" There's no trust. And I'm like, dang. We can't. Mm. We can't. So then it just put me in to think about, okay, what is it really to just be transparent, open, and completely vulnerable with her? Now, this is why it's been on my mind. So when I had to sit there and realize, I'm like, dang, you know, I haven't even been talking to God. You know? Yeah. I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I haven't even taking a moment to lay down my life before the Lord. Yeah. I've kind of just been carried up and going in the motion and looking at all the, because, you know, a lot of beautiful things are happening in my life. Mm-hmm. A lot of good things are happening. So I've just been focusing on all of that, but not um, addressing, well, you know, I still ha- not, I haven't dealt with set this thing. and I haven't dealt with this thing. And I need to give it to God and mm-hmm. pray and talk to him about it. So I don't know. I feel like that all comes in line because if I'm not doing that with God, and I'm I'm definitely not gonna do it with Kim. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I got here. Now, what I was saying to you earlier is, um, I was listening to Pastor Mike Todd from Transformation Church, and they were saying that what you don't reveal can't be healed mm. by God. And that's good. you know, I feel like the lies and anything that we're keeping in the shadow, this could be your trauma, it could be your pain, or, you know, something that happened in your life, and so on, so, that you're you're hiding, you're only lettering it fester. Yeah. It's the same thing with, like, unforgiveness. If Mm -hmm. unforgiveness in your heart is poison, it's just, it's something that you're holding on to, you're not, and you're not, usually not gonna tell somebody you haven't forgiven them. You know what I mean? It's just in your heart. Mm -hmm. So until we bring it out into the light, we're not giving God the opportunity to touch that thing. Yeah. yeah. That's it's tough. Yeah, I know. Because because like when we think about um, like for example, on my side, we're talking about love, we're talking about um, we were talking about the fruits of the spirit. We're doing Bible study on the fruits of the spirit, and we're on now we're on the fruit of peace. Hmm. But um, 
I've learned that I've learned that there is an honesty. You have to be honest with yourself. Mm. Um, my pastor, she's been preaching on. You know, she's been on this end times series for a minute. So, preaching about the coming of Christ. Um, that she's been talking about the judgments and stuff like that. Mm. And, and she was saying, "Well, it's crazy how people want the gift of discernment to pick out the flaws in other people." And not the gift of the sermon to see if they're right with God or not. Ooh. And I was just Ooh. like, what? <laughs> like, she was like, the, the thing is that the Bible says that the righteous, they know when they're wrong. Mm. So now there's an honesty with yourself because it's all rooted in love. Right. It's all rooted in love. So then when you're able to have the Lord, which is essentially the Holy Spirit convicting you. And you're like, oh, my God, like, I, I, I'm not doing this right or I did this wrong. Right. I shouldn't have done this, shouldn't have done that. Then it's like you you like once we're able to be honest, we're able to see the the, the, the love of the father in that. Mm. Like the reason why he says, like, the truth shall set you free. So we were talking about this earlier, how, you know, there's a thing we've always heard this, that um, the truth hurts. Yeah. But the reason why the truth hurts is because the, what the truth is, is that it's. It's crucifying you. Uh-oh. Come on. Like, you're turning on the light. Bro. That's what it is. You're turning on the light in the dark area. You're flipping on. The The thing is, this is. All right. Okay. Bro, you don't even understand how crazy that is. Because <laughs> Christ is the truth. Bro, I'm watching. Let me cook. Because, look, right? The Bible says. That in the book of Psalms, it says, lamp to my feet is your word yeah, and light unto my path. Uh-huh. Now, in John 1, 1 says that in the beginning was the word. Right. Right. So meaning Christ is the word. He's mm-hmm. the word made flesh. Christ is the lamp. Right. What happens is if Christ is the truth, uh-huh. when I'm honest, right, Christ is shining in the Come darkness. Come on. It's the glory of God right, right. there. Just the simple telling truth. Of demonstrating truth is the glory of God. And you see what happens when we let God walk into it? Mm. He's the healer. Yes. He's the great physician. Yes. Come on. So simply, all right, so this is what really blew my mind. So immediately I apologize. Mm -hmm. I said sorry because I I understood where I was wrong. And I wrote out a letter and, and wrote out a letter to Kim. A day after, she comes to me and she says, you know what? I already had forgiven you in the spot at the moment of time because, I don't know, she was like, I could feel the uh, a grace that I've never felt before. And the reality of it is, is after I finished talking to her, I just spent the next few hours praying and talking to God and giving him the situation. And there's something about that, man. Yes. When we just put him in it, he does the healing. He does the mending. So like watch. So come on. Second Chronicles seven, yeah. fourteen, which we always we already know this verse. Mm-hmm. But uh, I said that we said this in another pod. Yeah. The thing is, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, it's a code. So mm-hmm. we all right. So oh, we, did man. we drop kingdom codes? That was the pod. Was it? No, no, check. no. I don't think okay. it was. I think that was the one right before, before? the one that got corrupted. Okay, okay, okay. Um. 
Oh yeah, we were talking about money. Yeah, we we're talking about money, which is insane. <laughs> All right, but anyway, um, we'll get we'll we'll do that one again yeah. eventually. But it says it says in, um, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, yeah, and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. There's, this is where God is explaining. This is how He works. Mm. Okay, so the first step that you took was was good because you humbled yourself and admitted you were wrong. Mm. When we humble ourselves and we seek God, remember the truth shall set you free. If I if I am honest, open and transparent, right, and I'm humble, Christ can be revealed to me, so that I can see His face. And that the reason why I have to see His face is because it's not just like oh I just want to see Your face and start crying. The reason why I have to see his face is because he wants to show me who he is so he can heal me. Mm. So, but I, I have no access. I don't have access to to see him if I don't have my face on the ground. Which is why he says, is why he says humble. You have to be humble. That's, that's the thing. It's, he says that if you exalt yourself, he will humble you. Mm-mm. And if you humble yourself, he will exalt you. The reason why he exalts you, when it, that means exalt, is kind of what he did to the to to the prostitute woman, right? Where he said, "Where are those who accuse you?" Mm. And he stood her up. Mm. And that's the that's the exaltation of a humble person. Wow! It's not an exaltation that my name is going to be on lights and everyone's going to know who I am. The exaltation is when I humble myself, he lifts me up. Wow! So now when he lifts me up, and I turn from my wicked ways and I decide to. To walk in truth, mm-hmm. I walk by him, mm-hmm. and I walk in him. Then here's the healing process because he's a healer. Right. It's a code. If I humble myself, he will heal my land, right? He will heal my land, which mm. heals my heart, heals my mind, heals my emotions, heals my trauma, yeah. heals my past pain. Mm-hmm. But before that, there's a forgiveness. I You can't be healed if you're not forgiven. Which is why Mike Todd says that if you don't reveal it, you can't be healed. Mm-hmm. Because it's by the confession of your sin that you're forgiven. Right. So if you're never forgiven, you're not going to be healed. Mm. So yes, does God does God forgive us of our sin? Yes. Does yeah. God wash us of our, you know in his blood? Yes, but he only does it when we confess it. There's a power in confessing. Mm-hmm. When I confess, yes, I did this, I am confessing Christ as Lord. I'm confessing Christ in that moment because yeah. I'm speaking the truth. When I speak truth, I'm speaking him. I'm speaking him into my situation. Yeah, right. it's painful, and I might have some backlash. There might be situations where you lie to the police, and you might have to go to jail. But the truth shall set you free. That's why when Jesus says, the peace I give is not like the peace the world gives, right? which will be taken away. But peace is our portion in Christ. But the thing is, these the, we can only accept our portions when we walk in truth. There's healing when you're forgiven, but to be forgiven, you need to confess. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yes, yes, bruh, yes, bruh, y'all, God just be spitting, bro. Word bond. Oh my, he said a word bond. Bro, I have not heard anyone say that in a minute. 
<laughs> anyone. I bro, I haven't heard that joke since I was like like a two years old. No, bro, two, bro. I have no, not heard bro. nobody right, say that. Because you've been in Florida, that's why. Oh, people were saying it that out here. Yeah, I'm fresh here. Came back over here for where her bond. But you know it. That's old though. But you know that's like that is that is a powerful because word is bond. Jesus mm, bond. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Let me see. Let me read that scripture, bro. Let me read it one more time. He said that he'll heal your land. Yes, he brought his I forgive your sins and heal your land. It's forgiveness then healing. He'll forgive their sin and heal their land. Yes. Bro, so this is what was blowing my mind. So they were doing um I forget her name. I'm sorry. Cause I'm I'm just watching through this transformation series right now. Okay. And this lady, she came up. I know that's so bad. I feel like I feel bad for not knowing her name. This doctor something. But um she was explaining the connection between the Garden of Eden and your heart. Okay. So <laughs> bro, <laughs> you have to watch it. <laughs> the revelation is insane. But again, I'll I'll break it down simply from what I had said that we are the earth. Okay. That right. God formed us out of the earth. Mm-hmm. So we're we're the soil, and mm-hmm. when we sinned, or when we fell, and then I could say even after when Cain um, killed Abel, mm-hmm. and thorns started to grow out of the earth, we cursed the land. We but we also are the land. Mm-hmm. So when Christ forgives our sin, when He forgives our sin, it allows God back in. And then it heals the land. Bro. Okay. Because, bruh. Watch. Mm. When Cain killed Abel, yeah. the land was cursed. Mm-hmm. But the, the the thing that God used to tell Cain that he knew that he killed Abel mm-hmm. was the blood of Abel was crying out. Aye. But in the book of Hebrews, it says that the blood of Christ mm-hmm. is even louder than the blood of Abel. Yeah. And it's speaking better it's things. speaking better things that fell to the ground. Mm-hmm. Abel's blood gave a testimony for vengeance. Yeah. It cried out for vengeance. Mm. Christ's blood cried out for mercy. That's why it says he's speaking a better thing. Mm. The yeah. better thing is the mercy of God, not the wrath. Right. So now, us as the earth, yeah. the earth was cursed. The land was cursed. Yeah. It was broken. Mm. Christ's blood falls on the earth. Mm-hmm. And when he when he, when Christ's blood falls on our hearts, and covers our hearts, yeah, it's not God trying to avenge the original thing, because Christ already reinstated the original thing, right? It's it's crazy <laughs> because the thing is is that people people put it in this, um, and I get it. People put this this they put this parenthesis of oh God Christ came first to go back to Eden. Mm. But Christ came just so he could just walk with you again. Right. You were never meant to You were not to stay in Eden. You were never meant to have a heart of stone either. Bro, you understand that, right? That we were not meant to stay in Eden? No. And what happens is, is that the church thinks that, oh, Christ made us to go back in Eden, so we treat the church like Eden. No, we were always supposed to. We were supposed to spread out. Gardens grow. Exactly. 
But the reason why the angel had to kick him out the garden is because he couldn't let a broken garden grow. Right. So now Christ, why do you think Christ's commission was go to all nations mm-hmm. and make disciples? Right. The original, the original mandate from God was fill the earth and be multi- and multiply and have dominion over the earth. Mm-hmm. Christ has the same mandate. Yeah. It's just the reason why he says make disciples is because you're supposed to conquer the land again. But it's only with my blood because my blood is reinstating the mm-hmm. original thing. The original thing wasn't for you to go back to Eden. No. It was for Eden to spread. Right. This, co- this the, the covenant now is that through grace and through the blood, we can expand the kingdom. Get this. Okay, bro. Do you, do you see the picture? Because if the garden is in your heart, right? Uh-huh. And you're the land. Yeah. And, Christ, and we are the body of Christ. Uh-huh. And Christ wants to multiply through us. Him okay. multiplying through us grows the garden. <laughs> Why do you think that the Bible says that the kingdom of God is like a, a a a man who is throwing seeds? What are you throwing seeds for? <laughs> it's because the thing is, the emphasis is on throwing seed into good ground. Yeah. And the Bible says that the good ground is the hearts of those who receive it. Right. Is the heart. Yeah. The good ground is the heart. Yeah. That's the that's the connection is and and Oh my god. And the reason why this makes it makes it makes perfect sense and we have to pay attention is because sometimes we get wrapped up in trying to go back to Eden. Yeah. Because we just want to be at peace again. Mm. But the thing is I'm already at peace with God. That's what Paul says. Right. Through Christ I am no longer an enemy with God. Mm-hmm. But now I am walking on the earth outside of Eden, establishing Eden. I'm doing what I was supposed to do in the beginning. Right. But we, we want to go back to Eden because we don't want to deal with this anymore. Right. We're so focused on heaven is the goal. When the goal was to bring heaven down here. Isn't that funny? People are have an idea that that they're trying to get back to plan A. But it's actually plan C. Because the original plan, plan A, was spread the garden. Mm. B, well, it's not the ideal plan. We're in sin and we're broken. Yeah. Plan C to some people is just get to heaven or just get back to the garden. Just be a good person, just get back to paradise. Yeah, but that's not that's not the original plan uh, anyways. That's not even oh That was never the plan. Yes, you are going to be at peace cuz when you're in God, you're at peace. When you're with him, you're refreshed. When you're with him, Yes, that that comes natural. That's like just the what it is of being walking with God. Here's the problem. So we don't want to be in sin anymore, but we'd rather stay in a place where there's an opp- there's an opportunity to sin. Mm. The whole reason why you're supposed to spread the, the spread the garden, yeah, is because you're supposed to spread the fruits that you were already you are already able to eat and right. keep spreading them. So the more I spread out, the farther away I'm from the option right. that was gonna, that was gonna make me fall. Right. But what happens is we are so comfortable where we're at, and we know that that sin that temptation is right there. And mm-hmm. instead of me doing God's work and spreading out. That tree was always going to be there. Right. But if I had expanded the garden, I would have been farther away from that. Bro, you wouldn't even think about the tree. Because I'm thinking about working. Right. But people just want to be chilling. Right. And when you chill too much, it's easy to fall. You get, you're so close to the temptation. Exactly. Because they think, oh, "Oh, no, you know, it's cool. The tree of life is right next to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. Bro. 
if you was just working. See, now I get it. My mom will always say, the devil uses idle hands. <laughs> Come on, mom. And I'm like, mom, why are you talking about it? You know, because I'd just be like trying to chill. And she's like, no, you got to do something. But it's true. When you're doing nothing, you're sitting so close to the temptation. Oh, I'm good. No, bro. You need to get up and go. Wow. Look, Jesus says in John 14, if you love me, Mm -hmm. keep my commandments. Yep. And I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper. Yeah. Right? That he may abide in with you forever. The spirit of truth. Yeah. Whom the world cannot receive because neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. Mm-hmm. They hadn't even experienced the Holy Spirit yet. Yeah. But the reason why he says you know them is because you know me. Right. So he says, you know him, okay? For he dwells with you and Jesus will be, be in you. Man. <laughs> and Jesus says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Right. So, can you imagine this? Just just to pause, just to pause there. So imagine the 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 twelve, well, the eleven disciples, and the apostles. They're sitting there, and they feel the Holy Spirit for the first time, and it feels like Jesus is standing right next to them. It's like actually, I know this. This is familiar. Wow. I know that that fragrance, the sweet smell of the glory of God, is Jesus. It's the truth. I know that voice. Yes, bro. Wow. It speaks a better word. Yeah. Like he speaks better than my my natural thought. Mm. Oh, the way I would have looked at that situation. The way I would have thought about it, but the voice that I hear speaking right now, it's a better word. Some of y'all trying to figure out, is God even talking to me? He spoke a better word. That that yeah. mm. You understand? You understand what it, what it means that he already spoke? Yeah. Speaking is, he's speaking a better word, and yeah. he already spoke, spoke a better word, yeah. and he's going to speak another word. Right. And that's the thing. Is because he is the God. He is the God who was, is, and is to come. He's always going to be speaking. I don't think people understand what we say. Also, it's like Christ is our intercessor. That's what he was saying. He's our mediator. The Bible says that he's he before he left. He asked. He said, "I'm going to go and I'm going to ask the Father to send another Helper." Right. Because I I know that y'all can't do this joke <laughs> without me. No. <laughs> Right, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna send me. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna come back. <laughs> right, I'm gonna go back. Send I'm I'm gonna go back, send me, and then I'm gonna come on a cloud again. Right, I'm gonna come to me and then <laughs> I'm gonna come to me to send me, um, so that you guys can be with me. But I'm gonna be with the other me. And right. 
<laughs> they're looking at him like, what? What are you, what talking, are you about? talking about, bro? But the thing is, it's like, but that's the that's the that's the love. Because remember, yeah, Christ is saying it's the spirit of truth. Mm-hmm. The reason why he brought the spirit of truth, and then he connects it to what he connects it to a fathering spirit. Yeah, which is you're not gonna ha- you're not gonna be orphans. No, you're not gonna be left alone. No, but the thing is, it's only if you uh, if you abide in him mm-hmm. and him and you. But the thing is, he's the spirit of truth. Right. Where we start hiding things, we start to lie about things. You know what's crazy? The father of all lies is the devil. Yep. So what are we talking about? He why do you think he says I'm not gonna leave you orphans? Mm. You can't. But that's the thing. <laughs> if you don't embrace the father, you're gonna have another father. You're gonna have another father. Hey. Just make sure you have the truthful one. Mm. Not the one who takes what God says and 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 deceives you, because the other father would tell. We told Eve was, is it true that God said you can't have any of the fruit in the garden? Because mm. God said you can have any of them. Yeah, but he said that one. But yeah, are you really gonna die though? Is that bro? Is that really what he said? Do you see Scar, bro? I'm I'm getting the Lion King right now. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Wait, did did. Did your dad really say you can't go into that part of the land? Yeah. You said you can you can go everywhere the light touches, but what about over there? And here's the crazy thing. Mufasa already told Simba. Don't go. Don't go over there. You can have all the other stuff. But the land over there, you can't touch it. And here comes his uncle. Are you you sure you can't go over there? Uh uh-uh. uh. And that's what we have that's what happens to us. So here's the thing, right? So the Bible says that a man needs to be able to be with a woman, right? And here comes the devil. Yeah, but you know, didn't God say you you're supposed to be with a woman? <laughs> then the Bible says you you're supposed to procreate and, right. and multiply. Don't you don't just you, have a couple baby mamas? Yeah, like how, how you don't even know what it feels like. You don't even know what it feels like. How you gonna know if she the right one if you if you yeah. never do it one time? You gotta do it once, bro. Come on, just try it out. That's it, just a little bit. That's it. This man. And then here's Yo. the thing, and then you're in the DM, pull up to Shadi's house. Down in the DM. And you put it in it a little bit. It go down, it go down. You know that song? No, I ain't, I'm Christian. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I, served, I served God. I got I got saved late in life. He got saved late. I grew up in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so, but, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, you put it in a little bit, and now you feel bad. Like, oh my, oh, my God, what did I do? And you know what happens? Is that the more you hide in darkness, the more numb you become. Mm. See, it's funny just to even stay on the the father point, mm-hmm. because a lot of times we say that God wants to use you, and He wants you to use you in your purpose, but Satan wants to abuse you. You want He wants to use you too. And Tim Ross was saying this. He said abuse is just abnormal use. So we're using something that's outside, using it outside of its original purpose. So, again, so we have somebody who could have been a wonderful worshiper unto God, but now she's a a dancer in the strip club. But she's making lots of money because she has a gift of her beauty and her body. But it was supposed to be dedicated unto the Lord. So... In one place, God wanted to use the gifts that he placed inside of her. For himself. For him. But Satan wants to abuse. For you to use your gift for yourself. Right. 
Satan's thing is never for you to use your gift for him. Your Satan's goal is for you to make decisions for yourself, right? Based on how you feel, and that's not the truth. So that whole crap, cancel me, please. Right. That whole thing about oh, uh, follow your truth. Okay, yeah, yeah. you're gonna go to hell. Whoop. <laughs> I'm just saying it like that. <laughs> Somebody got to say it. Somebody going to say it. Because if you think you're going to follow your truth and make it to heaven, good luck. You know who's Because the he truth? says, I am the way. Right. The truth. The life. Come on. There's no other. He's the truth. And I'm sorry. If you're gay, you're going to hell. If you're you don't repent. True. If you're watching porn, you're going to hell until you repent. If because you... he is the truth. This is the truth. The truth is that Jesus loves you and he doesn't like the sin that you're committing. Come on. The truth is that God wants you to stop being to stop gossiping in church about yeah. the, about your home church. Stop lying to your mama. Stop lying to your mom. Stop talking bad about your boyfriend behind his back. Right. Actually, Mary, that's stop having sex with your boyfriend. Oh damn! All right. Right. Cool. We can say that too. Yeah. But I'm saying like there's there's and 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 it's not even just the girl stuff. Like there's guys that, yo, stop sleeping with the dance with the dance team, bro. Dang. At the church? At the church. Bro, leave her alone. That's your sister. Word. Hey, man. I mean, hey, listen. If she's of age, y'all can court. You can court her. Bro. Court and get married. <laughs> we talking about courting. But courting and dating is two different things. And But there's a big gap between dating and putting your penis in her. Oh, my God. There's a big jump. Yeah, yo, thanks, Tim Ross. You got us unfiltered on this jump. There's a big jump between that. Very big jump. You don't, you don't just, <laughs> bro. You did not just fall in there, bro. <laughs> bro, I was talking about my boy Hector. My boy Hector used to give this Bible study. He used to give this Bible study before, and and he made this. Uh, he made he made this analogy. He's like, you know, you, you can't, you can't stumble into sin. Like you can't stumble into sex, sexual sin. Right. That doesn't work. No. It's like, oh, we, we're in the car and started little tap kisses. And then all of a sudden, her tongue is down my throat. Like, what? Right. And then all of a sudden, like. She's naked. She's naked. Oh, wait. <laughs> like, it's a video game. Right. <laughs> like, 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 all of a sudden, her, her clothes spawn off her body. And, and all of a sudden, I spawn and I, I glitch into her. Like, no, bro. Right. That's not how it works. Right. That junk is, there's steps to that. And the thing is, it's the truth, and nobody wants to hear the truth. You see, this is what messes some people up, though, is that Satan tempts us with the things that we already desire. Come on. So he, it's it's crazy because again, Satan is also he's just an accuser of us yeah, to God. The, he is the advocate. So the adversary. Adversary, yes, adversary. So a lot of the times, the temptation and the stuff that and the sin that we fall into. Uh-huh. He just pointed at it. Yeah. He didn't even, he didn't make you do it. No. You chose to do it. Yes. And we're sitting here trying to blame Satan no, for bro. every little, oh, the devil made me do it. No, no, the devil didn't make you do it. No, you is, did it. You know what's crazy? You know what's the thing? It's the crazy thing? The devil tells you to do it, and then he blames you for it. Right. He said, hey, bro, you know, that might be a good idea. Yo, and then once you do it, he goes to guy like, yo, yo, like, yo, yo, you, you see, see he did it. He did it. <laughs> Oh my God, he did! See, he be he be with guys. Like, I was just testing him. I'm not to to be real. I, I'm a, I just wanted. I wanted to see if he was really about that life, right? You said this <laughs> this, this your own. 
You said this is your son? You said that he loves you? <laughs> you said he's the he's an heir? Yeah, he's the... Oh, nah, man. Ah, I don't know. I don't well, know about that one. I don't know about that one. I think he went to hell with me. You might want to reevaluate that one. Yeah, and I don't know. And here's the thing is that... But there's the reason why... It goes back to what you said before. That we need an intercessor. Right. Christ is looking at Satan like, I know what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So watch this. My Holy Spirit's going to convict him. Uh-huh. He's going to come run to me. And the charges are off. Satan be like, yo, yo. Angels, go grab the book of life. Bring it in here real and quick, Jesus yo. Is like, Jesus is like, oh, yeah, by the... And then they're, they're scrolling through the book. It's like, paid. Like, damn. Right. Who paid for this? Right. And Jesus is like, yeah, I forgot. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've, been pay- I've been paid for that. Right. Satan's like, what? But he's guilty. And everybody's like, yeah, pretty much. But uh, but the king paid. They <laughs> they they rip out the account yes. of your sin. They just and find... They find the, the, the ripped pages, like... And they throw it out. Literally, literally. And he just throws it out. Because God God throws it out. Yes. God said, give me that book. Father God said, <laughs> And just tosses that joint. So now Satan's like trying to grab the book, trying to go through it. And all he sees is blood washed, blood washed, blood washed, hmm. redeemed, yeah. redeemed, redeemed, mm-hmm. forgiven, healed, made whole. He's like, right. what the heck? Where's the sin that he committed? And Jesus is like, what are you talking about? Right. Because the thing is, the Bible says that he throws in sin, he doesn't remember anymore. Right. What are you you talking about? This grace. And and the devil's like, but that thing he committed. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I I forgave him already. Yeah. You know what my word says, though. So I had to take it out. Right. A righteous man will fall seven times. Come on. Get right back out. Come on, y'all. Get up. But but all all we're talking about is truth. Yes. There's a truth. Yes. does, Does God get mad when you sin? 1,000%. 1,000%. Yes. And he and paid the price for you. Right. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. It does not matter. I'm. The truth is, it does not matter how many times you fall. God will pick you up as long as you turn the light on. Right. Okay. So now, I, I always, I like to be careful here because Christ will forgive you. Yes, he will forgive you because he already paid the price and you are forgiven. But there's also something called a contrite heart. Come on. So if you are just sinning and sinning and asking for forgiveness and coming in repentance, but you keep on sinning, you don't care. And you don't got the Holy Spirit. And guess what? The more you sin, the less you're going to care. And it... It's not because God doesn't want to heal your heart. It's because he's trying to give you his heart and you're turning it down. Oh, my God. You're refusing it. So, you know, okay, Tim Ross, he was talking with um with Preston and he was talking about a story with, with Saul. Hold on. So God chose Saul to be king, mm. right? He chose Saul to be king, okay. but Saul couldn't see in himself the king that got called. That God called so out of him. Do? So, he hid. Yes. He hid. So, in this, right, it says that God also was telling him that in the time when it was for him to step in, that he'll be filled with the Spirit and that he will prophesy and that he will speak over the nation. And he, he was speaking all these things in, into him. Eventually, at the position, that, at the time where Saul becomes king, Bro, hold on. I got to pull the scripture out because, man, oh, man, 
Look, tell me I got it right here. I don't. Where is it? What is it? It's the. It's when he got anointed as king. Yes. Yeah, it's in First Samuel, bro. It is in First Samuel, bro. I wrote it down in my notebook. See, this is where I always bring my notebook. I didn't bring it this time. Oh, in your notebook, you had it. Yeah. But what is implied in the text here? is when it was time for him to finally um, step into what he was supposed to be, he turns it down. God had given him opportunity. God, There was a, a time where God tried to give him his heart. And he turned it down. And what, God, what, what did God do after that? Is he went and found a man who was after his heart. So it was, it's almost like, God's like, okay, I already tried to give somebody my heart. Let me actually go find somebody who's already after it for me. So there's a lot of us out here. Again, I'm talking about a contrite heart. You, you can be in a place where you're claiming, you know, that God is on your side and that you care about these things. But your actions and the patterns that you're living in your life show that you genuinely don't care. And God will leave you to your own devices. He, he, will, he, will, leave, he will let you destroy yourself. He don't want to. He'll, do, he'll put all the roadblocks in the way to stop you from even getting to that place. But if you keep making the choice to turn away from him, there's nothing to do. And that was my TED Talk. I wish I had the exact scripture for y'all. Because when I tell you, when it when it hits, it hits like a truck. Because God tells, God tells Samuel. That's funny. Say God tells Samuel, and then someone texts me. (laughs) (laughs) So God tells Samuel um, that a Benjamite, Mm -hmm. because remember Saul was a Benjamite. Yeah. So God tells Samuel, a Benjamite's gonna come to you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know, God don't make mistakes. Yeah. So Saul (laughs) Saul responds to Samuel calling him out, and says Saul answered and said, "I am not a Benjamite." And here's the funny thing. If you look at if you look at David's life compared to Saul's life when they both got chosen, it was the yeah. same thing. Mm. Because <laughs> look at this. The only thing is David didn't hide. David right. was working. Right. Saul wasn't working. Saul was right. hiding. But this is the thing. Saul says, I'm not a Benjamin. I am I am of the uh, I am not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes in Israel, mm. and my family is the least, right? The least of all the families in the in the tribe of Benjamin. Then why do you speak to me like this? Mm. It's like, bro. He was he's talking to Samuel like because Samuel's telling him like, oh, you you need to do this and this and that. He's, right. like, he's like, bro, I'm I'm not. Uh, who are you talking to? I'm not qualified. 
I'm not that guy. I would never be that guy. I'm not that guy. You got the I wrong guy. Why are you talking to me like this as if I'm supposed to be a king? Mm. But David never said anything. Right. David walked up, got oiled, and left. Chill out. He didn't say, I can't do this. No. No, 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 you got the wrong one. Bro, David David walked up to Saul. Yeah. And said, I'm going to kill this giant. Mm. And Saul couldn't even kill the giant. Mm. Because Saul was still walking in an unqualified mindset. Yeah. So when the giant came, he's like, bro, I didn't want to do this, bro. Right. The reason why he didn't want to the reason why Saul didn't even have the strength to do it, and the reason why Saul didn't have the, he didn't have the, the strength to even face God himself yeah. when, when Samuel died, mm-hmm. the reason why Saul didn't even have the strength to just obey God 100% and he didn't trust God 100% when yeah. God said, wipe everything out. Yeah. It's the same reason why God chose David. Yeah. Because, yes, did David make more mistakes than Saul? 1,000%. Mm-hmm. If anybody tells me that David was better than Saul in, in, in his lifestyle, no. David committed more mistakes. Saul didn't go out and kill somebody to sleep with his wife. Right. Saul's kids were faithful mm-hmm. because Jonathan was faithful to, to, to David. Yeah. That was a faithful family. Yeah. John, David was not faithful. Right. Not even to his own friends, bro. Right. To his own people that worked for him. Right. He, so now, but the thing was is that David had, David was, he, he understood what it meant to tap into grace mm. because he knew how to humble himself. Right. And if God said, yo, do this, all right. Mm. David didn't even try to build the temple by himself. Yeah. Because God said, you're not doing it. Mm. And David was like, all right, let me at least help him prepare. Right. All right, my son's going to do it. But if it was Saul, Saul would have tried building that temple, bro. Right. Because Saul would have tried to build that temple as a monument to, who look, who look at me. Because then everybody wants that underdog story. Oh, yeah, I was on the bottom, but, you know, look at me now. Mm. When Christ is saying, you still got to be on the bottom, I got to be on the top. And David was able to say, oh, God, you know, all all these kings have their palaces, but what about you? And God's like, you think you think I'm looking for a little house? You know. You and know. look at your hands, bro. Look at your hands. You're not doing it. You're not doing it. Because with that, with the way your hands are, it's not holy enough for me. I still love you, though. Mm. But now nah, it's not going to be you, fam. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. You're, you're, you're not, not that guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> but the thing is, is even in that, the Bible says that David's bones were, in, were, 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 were growing old. Yeah. Him humbling himself. Mm. That's why David had the, the success that he had in the Lord. It's because he knew how to humble himself. And if that's David without Christ, bro, in David's hu- humbling, right? In David humbling himself and crying out to the Lord in, 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 in straight humility and straight um, just being vulnerable to the Lord and confessing his sin, in that he was pro- he was prophesying the coming of Christ. Right. He was Because the thing is, when you speak the truth mm. and you confess the truth, you are confessing and proclaiming Christ. So when you look at the way David spoke, he's literally prophesying Christ. Right. Because when you confess the truth, you're revealing him. Bro, this is crazy. 
it's not a direct um connect but it's still crazy so if you go to luke 23 and this is jesus before Pilate, and Pilate asked him and said are you the king of the jews and he answered them you have said so then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds i find no guilt in this man bruh okay we can stop right there for a second the heart of Pilate knew the truth because he spoke the truth it, in that moment. You're the king, right? Yeah. You said it. You said it. The thing is, you said Christ it. is literally revealing to him. <laughs> right. You understand. Right. Because you're even though you're saying it, you just said it with your mouth. Right. You confessed. Are you the king of the Jews? Mm. You said it. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. This guy is innocent. Yes. <laughs> like... Bruh. It's the revelation of Christ. Yes. You, you have Christ revealed, you can... You cannot confess that Christ is Lord without it being revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. You're the king of the Jews. You said it. Oh, it's not. <laughs> oh, snap. He's innocent, yo. Dang. That's crazy, bro. And the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, too, is that Pilate's wife... Is having these dreams. Right. But here's the thing, right? So now, they're having dreams. I'm like, oh my God, we're about to kill the Son of God. Right. But now, the reason why, it's crazy because the reason why God didn't let, let that get too out of hand is because they would have potentially stopped the crucifixion. Right. Why do you think the Bible says that he didn't talk? Mm-hmm. Because when Jesus starts speaking, speaking. Hmm. everything's going to fall to the ground. Right. And nothing was able to fall down. No. Because if he said something, he would have got out of it. Yeah. That's why he told the Pharisees when they were like, because this is the thing, right? So for you, some of y'all that think that, that Jesus was only tempted by the devil, I'm going to let you know this right now. You know how the devil tempted him and said, if you're the son of God, turn this stone into bread. Mm-hmm. If you're the son of God, if you're the son of God. It's funny. Jesus is on the cross, and the Pharisees tell him, if you're the son of God, mm. get off the cross. Mm. And, he, and Jesus goes, if I wanted to. If I wanted to. So gangster. Facts. If I wanted to, I'll have all. I'll have a legion of angels coming. 10,000. Bro. A straight, just a freaking army of angels. Bruh. Come down here. Thanos army. And get me, like, off this, off, get me off this cross. Of angels. But the thing is, is what happens when, because now remember, it goes back to what I said in the beginning, is we have to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. Of what is my calling? Am I running from the truth? Yeah. When somebody says, when, when the Lord already told me I'm going to be a pastor, and people start saying, yo, yo, you, you, you look like a pastor. Are you running away from that? Hmm. Because that's the truth of the Lord being spoken over you again. Mm-hmm. So when you say, no, 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 I'm not a pastor, you're speaking, you're, you're not speaking Christ. Mm. You're speaking fear. Mm. I'm sorry. There's a lot of y'all that, that, that are running away from your calling just because you had trauma. Wow. There's a lot of us that were running away from the pastorship. Or there's a lot of us that are running away from being a prophet. That's because the thing is that we were in a legalist church that it didn't embrace the fivefold. Mm-hmm. And you got traumatized because you saw prophets getting bashed by your home, your home church. Yeah. So you being called to be a prophet, you're like, no, nah, I don't want to be a freaking prophet. Because what the, what the legalist church does is they put the prophet in a window where you're going to be Jeremiah, where you're going to be depressed for the rest of your life. 
if you those who don't want to be pastors because you've seen you've seen all these pastors that commit suicide. Listen, a pastor that commits suicide was not a real pastor. And I'm sorry for all the families and whatever that gone through that, but that was not a real pastor because a real pastor is leading while he's being led. And if you get to the point where you're going to commit suicide because you were never looking at him. Wow. You said something about fear. And I can't think of who said it, but it said fear is not the opposite of faith. It's the absence of love. Mm. Because, again, perfect love, Cast out. all fear. Come on. So a lot of people are hey. associating. So I could be a faith-filled person yes, and still scared. Come on. But if, if I never deal with this fear, mm-hmm. it's going to kill me. Because, again, Satan wants to lead us to our destruction. Mm. If, if, I, if I'm in fear, I have the absence of the perfect love, Christ. That anxiety that is crippling me, which leads to my depression, which then led to me thinking I was bipolar. And then those are, but all of those are lies. Yes. That keep you bound. And they keep stacking. Because the Bible says that the truth shall what? Set you free. Exactly. If God is the spirit of truth yeah. and God is love, yes. He's he won, he gotta set you free. Yes. And once he sets you free, he's you're, gonna kick it, that fear out. Yeah, because you're Cause in the his fear, love. Fear is the is the is the warden yeah. of your bondage. Mm? So there's there's this there's this picture, right? Where there's a prison cell. Yeah. And then right outside the prison cell door is fear. Mm. And right outside that door is pride. Yeah. So if you can't if you can't confess that you have pride, right? And pride is not just somebody who's arrogant or who's or who's always cocky. There's also depressed people that are prideful. So pride oh is God. saying that I can't. I'm not letting you in. That image right there is crazy. Yes, bro. There's because yes, fear is the warden mm. of the prison. Yeah. But the warden still has a higher up. Yes. Pride. Yes. So if you can confess your pride. You already got in. Pri- the pride is going to walk in and tell the warden, fear, that it has to get out. <laughs> pride is going to be like, yo, uh, by the way. Yeah, we're, um, we, got, we got revoked. Like, this guy, you know. This the guy, guy uh, Christ. Like, yeah, Jesus, like, walked up. <laughs> and, you know, I, or, I can't do it. Or, or we say, this guy loves, since we're talking about the feelings. Yeah. Yeah, this love just walked in and said, uh, "Yeah, it's time for us to go." And then you know, and then you know, he's with that truth thing too. Yeah, so we, we gotta let that guy out. We gotta let him out. And not only that is that he cast out. Yeah, get out, bro. He, Christ is not only just saying you gotta let him go, is you guys have no right to be here anymore. Yeah, I paid the price. So now <laughs> I bought the prison. So now, <laughs> So not only has not only has he paid the price, and now there's no fear, and there's no guilt, and there's no pride, and there's no shame. Yeah. Jesus can turn your prison cell into a hotel. I, bro, we're we flowing right now, because he's God gonna, can turn your prison cell yes. into a hospital bed. He bought the prison. He said, so "Yo, now this is a testimony. So now somebody else can lay where you used to be in bondage. Yeah. And now you can tell him, hey, listen. So I was bound up in porn, and I was ashamed." But all of that was a lie. Yeah. Because I was already forgiven. Right. Remember, it goes back to Second Second Chronicles. If I humble myself, yeah, 
he will forgive my sin. Mm-hmm. That means I don't I don't have to stay in the cell no more. Yeah. And he will heal my land. Be Meaning, transformed. Where are you healed? Where do you get healed? In a hospital. Your body. In the bed. It's, bro, he's literally telling you get up. Yeah. Pick up your mat and and get up. Get up. God, uh, the guy at the well, uh, the guy at the pond. God, you know, I'm just, geez, I'm just waiting for, you know, this angel to come down and, and, and do a miracle. And do a miracle. When Jesus is like, yo, Bro. do you, what do you want? Right. Well, I, I haven't walked in. All right, get up. Just get up. Come on. Bro, but I can't, I, get, I can't get. Get up. Okay. I already made you. And he said, your faith will make you whole. And he gets up. Get up. Bro, this, this Bro, if the picture it goes is there, back. So. It goes back to the other one where there's another lame man. Yeah. That Jesus says your sins are forgiven, and the Pharisees like, who are you to say sins are forgiven? Right. He said, will be, but it will be easier for me to say your sins are forgiven, or for you, me to tell you get, get up. up. <laughs> bro, what? It's so sassy, bro. But the thing is, the and that's and that's the thing. So Jesus is proclaiming, yeah, that you are forgiven. That is the truth. The truth is you're forgiven. So and what the happens truth will is, set you free. But the exact truth will set you free. And perfect fear, perfect love casts out all fear, fear. all mm-hmm. fear, not some fears. Yeah, all fear. Imagine, imagine the fear that the man by the pond would have after being trampled day by day, trying to get to the water. When this man just tells him to get up, bro, bro, he literally told Jesus, "What are you gonna try to help me get in? Because there's already other people here." And every time I tried to get in, other people got in first. Mm-hmm. So he was already done. Yeah. He was done trying. <laughs> so I, I tried that, bro. I tried that a hundred times for like the past 30 years. And, but this is the thing. Sometimes we're trying things that he never told us to try. Right. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Jesus is like, why are you trying to go? And I'm saying this to the, to the, to the modern day church. Why are you still trying to talk about the Ark of the Covenant? Why are you still trying to tell? Why are you why are you talking to God like you're talking to Baal? Mm. Why are you trying to conjure up God? Yeah. Why are we shouting to God and and, and and like yo? You understand? You understand how gangster Elijah was, yo? Yeah. That the prophets of Baal were spending all day shouting and playing instruments and running around trying to call fire down from heaven, and all Elijah did was just edify a broken altar. Mm. Put mad water on the the sacrifice. Yeah, mad water. Yeah, and literally said, "Oh God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, do what you do." <laughs> Come on, <laughs> bro. You know how gangster you gotta be to tell the prophets of Baal. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe he's sleeping. Yeah, maybe he's sleeping. Go shout a little bit. Shout a little a bit louder. Lot of, yeah. And they're shouting louder and louder and louder. Well, the problem is we start talking to God like that. So then when God doesn't respond. Maybe he's sleeping. Oh, maybe God's not listening to me. Oh, my God. Am I far from God? Oh, my. And Jesus is like, bro, come on, bro. I literally paid a price. Right. For you. For I opened the veil for you to come inside. Right. Even he opened the veil. All right. The thing is, we think a lot of people have this view that the veil was so we can go through it. God always wanted to walk with us. 
but his holiness would kill us. Yes. Christ died and tore the veil from the top down so he can walk through the veil and go into you. Do you get me? The Holy Spirit now gets to dwell inside of you. It's an exchange. Yes. I come in, he comes out. Yes. Draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. Yes. You get yourself out the equation. Yes. Go to the Holy of Holies. And then I'm going to go in you. Yes. So now while you're... So now wherever you are is the Holy uh, of Holies. Exactly. Because the Holy One... Is in you. Yes. The most holy is in you. Yes. The most high is in you. God is like, let me reconstruct this place. He's renovating. He's renewing your mind. Because this, this temple's broken, but yeah. there's no veil anymore. Right. I could come fix it. I can come fix it. But the thing is, it's by you taking the first step. That's when he says, I return unto me, and then I'll return unto you. Yeah. When you turn your back away from sin, which is repentance, mm -hmm. and you humble yourself, yep. I will come and forgive your sin. Yeah. And heal your land. Hmm. I'm going to heal your broken mind. Right. I'm going to heal your broken heart. Yeah. But you got to humble yourself then. Mm -hmm. This is the image that I get when I think about, um, cause I, we think about submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And we think that, we think it's okay that I can submit to God standing and resist the devil on my knees. Hmm. But why do you think the devil told Jesus, kneel down and worship me? Mm. We have to understand I'm supposed to put, be face on the floor in front of God. Yeah. And stand up against the devil. devil. Yep. Because when I'm, when I'm face down on the ground, Christ is planting me on the rock. Right. And he's anchoring me. So right. now the devil's pushing me. But now here's the thing. If I'm crucified... Remember we said that the truth crucifies him. Uh -huh. You can't tempt a, a dead man. When you're face down on the ground, Bro. Christ is standing up. Yes. If you humble yourself, he will lift you. You're on the floor. Bro. And the devil looks at where you were standing. Nigga. And he sees Christ. <laughs> Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Is on the floor. Yeah. And he's writing in the sand. Uh-huh. And then he says, those who have the first stone to throw it, Throw it. They start walking away. He lifts her up and says, yo, where, where are they at? Hmm. He picked her up. Yeah. But the thing is, is right? You can't tempt a dead man. So now the devil, but the, remember, Paul says that I no longer live, yet Christ lives in me. Mm -hmm. So if I'm on the cross yeah, and the devil's poking my dead body, Jesus is about to respond. Mm -hmm. The truth. Yeah. Perfect love mm -hmm. cast out fear. Right. I But the only way I can get there, because we think that we could just submit to God, we could just resist the devil and he's going to run away. Bro, you got to submit. Yes. And submit also means... Dying to self. But now he's dying to self. We talked about this a while ago. Uh, when we used to work at Vasity, it's submitting like a test. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. going to submit this... Uh, I'm going to submit this, this honest, you know, this honest confession to you. Right. Hey God, uh, I'm gonna submit this to you. Yeah, Lord, um, yeah, this test that you gave me, I'm submitting it. Yeah, this uh, this, this trial you put me in, I'm submitting, submitting it. it. Yeah, it's not. It's like it's like God, I'm, I'm gonna do what you told me to do. Yeah, I finished what you told me to do. Mm -hmm. Let me submit. Yeah, 
I'm not gonna try to try to skip past this. No, I'm not gonna try to cheat on it. Right. I'm not gonna just try to just not take it. Right. I have to take this thing. I gotta obey what you said. Mm. Let me submit this to you. Yeah. Let me submit to God. Right. And then when the devil tries to be like, oh, you're, uh, oh I did what he told me to. Right. I'm not perfect. No. But, but you do your best and let God do the rest. You do your best and let God, let God do, God do, do the, the rest. rest. Bars. Like. That was bland. <laughs> I've never heard that before. When you submit, because, like, I'm saying it, I submit what I got. You know what I mean? I, when you were telling me, saying that again, I, I thought of, like, times. I did homework sometimes, and I'm like, I did not do this right. <laughs> I know I got this wrong. But. Especially when mom helped me with my homework. But the thing is, I would never get any grace from the teacher mm. if I didn't submit the assignment. Because she's saying, but you didn't even try. Exactly. You didn't even do it. Y'all think that y'all think you gotta have all the answers, right? But the truth got the answers, though, right? And all he wants you to do is just fill it out. Yep, that's it. Fill it out, submit it. Fill, uh, lay down on the floor. Yeah. Before him. So like, yo, guy, I, I can do this. I, that, but that's the right. truth. Yes, that's the, the truth. truth. Yes. Stop trying to do stuff. That you can't. You know you can't Bruh, do it. I, you know what? I get it. Like, yo, life is hard, man. Facts. Life is hard. Earth be a little... It's, it's a little ghetto out here sometimes. Yeah, forget ghetto, bro. It's just like, it's ratchet. It's wretched. Wretched is <laughs> you crazy. See, wretched? That's where they got ratchet from. Yeah, <laughs> wretched sounds crazy. It is wretched. Wretched sounds worse. Because it, it is worse. Then ratchet? Yes. Wretched is like what? Broke, busted, and disgusted. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, this world is all type of messed up. And we're called to dominate. Yeah. And not dominate the world the, world, the way the world says to dominate. No. We're not trying to dominate people. We're not no. trying to manipulate. No. We're not trying to be better than nobody. We're trying to just conquer territory and expand the love of God. Grow the garden. Grow the garden so that others can eat of this fruit. Yeah. Fruit of what? Fruit of the fruit of the spirit is what? Love, joy, patience, peace, kindness, long suffering, long suffering, goodness, faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Like, and the Bible says that against these things, there's no law. Yeah. Because it's not the forbidden fruit. Right. That's life. It's life, bro. Mm. The fruit of the spirit is the tree of life. God. Yo. That's why he kicked us out that garden, boy. What? He said, if I don't take these guys out this garden now, they're going to be stuck in this forever. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have somebody pay the price, and then I'm going to give them the fruit of life. That's why it says the fruit of the spirit is love, is love, joy, peace. It doesn't say the fruits. It says the fruit. One fruit is the fruit of life. And he is the life. He says, I am the truth. Oh. The way and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through me. Nobody can have the, nobody can come and eat from this tree. Right. That's why he says, I am the trunk. Mm -hmm. You are the branches. Right. You have to give fruit. Come on. You have to give the fruit of life. He is the tree. Ah! 
So the thing is, when we ate from the tree of knowledge Come of good on. and evil, we ate. We didn't eat from him. Yeah. We ate from a cursed tree. Preach it. So when we eat of him, mm-hmm. remember, when you eat something, oh my the God. nutrients go through your body. Yep. When we ate something forbidden, yeah. we became forgiven. For we gained, we became, became forbidden. forbidden. But the Bible says that Christ became the curse. Come on. That hung on. <laughs> and he hung and he became the curse. That and he hung, hung on, on the, the tree. tree. Oh, my. oh. He hung on the tree. Yes. Bruh. He hung on the tree. Yes. And he resurrected and overcame the forbidden tree. Yeah. It wasn't so much about just... Wow. He overcame. He became the forbidden fruit that you ate of. Wow. And he overcame it. Come on. He he overcame that. Yeah. He overcame death. Yeah. Which was the curse for that tree. Come on. The Death became as a curse from eating of the tree. Come on. So he overcame the very curse that God put because you ate of it. Yeah. So God... Christ puts on sin. Wow. Puts on the the Bible oh says that he God. became the curse, right? And overcomes. So the only tree that's left in the garden is the tree of life, life. and mm. he is the tree of life. Yeah. You have been so good, <laughs> bro. We just wow. We, we hit that bad boy, bro. bro. That took, oh my God, my brain. Yeah. That was crazy, bro. Yeah. I've never said that in my life. <laughs> bro. All right, yo. Yeah, we got to I leave it right there. Yeah. Med- I am not messing that up. We got to meditate on that. that was- <laughs> we got to meditate on that. What? Wow. That's crazy. Hey, y'all y'all was with us live on that. That yeah. I, we that was all real. This time. was in this was in the room. That, yeah. <laughs> we literally stood up. We couldn't we stood up. <laughs> We're standing currently. Yeah. Oh my God, that was nuts. Wow. Oh wow. God yeah. is good all the time. That is crazy. Bro. Yeah. Wow. He's so good. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what that does, bro. Uh, like, oh my God, Jesus is good. Yeah. Oh my God, He's so good. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. Oh my God. Chew on that. Oh what, bro? I'm like, <laughs> go pray. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pray right now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, we thank you. Yes, Lord. Um, for because your spirit reveals all truth. The yeah. Bible says that you lead us all unto truth. Yeah. Meaning you lead us to Christ. Mm-hmm. And your job is to help us look like him. Yeah. So Christ, thank you for becoming the curse. Yeah. So that there's no curse against those who are in Christ Jesus. That's mm-hmm. what that's what it says. There is no condemnation for those who are who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Because now we're in the tree of life. Yeah. We're grafted in. Lord, we are we are the branches of this tree. Yeah. We are the branches of this tree that will never um that's why that's why Jeremiah says, Those who trust in the Lord mm-hmm. are a tree that's planted by the water. Yeah. That is the tree that you are. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't the leaves dr- never wither. Yes, that the leaves never wither, that doesn't doesn't dry up in a dry season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That doesn't die, Lord. Yeah. Because you are the God who gives everlasting life. Yeah. That's why you say those who believe in you mm-hmm. and confess that you are Lord will not perish but have eternal life. Yeah. This it just all makes sense, Lord. And we just thank you for revealing this to us and yes, for Lord. those who are listening, Lord. Lord, if there's someone who has never encountered you, yeah. Lord, that, that your love can encounter them because your love casts Amen. out all fear, God. All fear. And the truth sets us free. And yes. I just declare your truth over their lives right yes, now. Yes, Lord. Lord, and that we could just we can just see the harvest, Lord. 
not for numbers for us, Lord, not for a crowd for us, not for anything but for your glory, for your fame, God. Yeah. Because you deserve all the glory. And all Jesus the honor. Name. All the praise. Amen. Amen. Grace and peace. Hey, grace and peace. And I'm going to just say it just to be quick. If you've never accepted Christ into your life. Yes, sir. Right now is an opportunity for you to lay it all down before him. Yeah. And accept him as your Lord and Savior. Yes, Lord. All you have to do is declare with your mouth that Christ is Lord and that he died for your sins. Yeah. And that you're ready to turn your life to him. Yeah. The, the the gate, his arms are wide open uh, for you. That's good. And you can do that all by yourself uh-huh. today. Yeah. We love you. Well, this is God through our prayer. If that's, if that's you, yeah. just repeat after us. Yeah. Right? Father God, I come before you and I receive your sacrifice, Jesus. Mm. I receive the work you did on the cross mm. and I receive the forgiveness. I receive your love. I receive who you are, and I put myself on that cross. Wow. Holy Spirit, I ask you that you can invade my life yeah. and wash my life. Wash mm. me in the blood of Jesus yeah. so I can walk and talk and live like Jesus wow. and expand this kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We Amen. love y'all. You made the greatest decision. Oh, my goodness. Oh, mm. Welcome to the fam. Yes, yeah, sir. All right. So, oh, man. We're going to do peace on three, right? All right. All right. One, two, three. Peace. Peace.